0: Hello, this is the message number 14 and is entitled, How to Pray. I hope this really gives you hope along with faith and love today. I'd like to talk to you today about how to pray. I was, and probably in the back of my mind I'm really thinking, how to pray through the summer holidays. As uh, some of you may know, I'm going away Um, this week. Incidentally, I remember in my last church when I talked about going away on my summer holidays, um, one parishioner came up to me and said, Vicar, you do realise the majority of your congregation are retired and we don't go away until September. So um, if this isn't your holiday season, um, I just uh, ignore that bit. (laughs) But really today, I would like us to be encouraged again how to pray. There are many ways to pray, aren't there? And there's lots of things we can pray about. But I would like to keep the framework, the context of this talk around what Jesus said in the Gospels. And his context of prayer there is centred on relationship. There's three points. You know where we are, if I tell you them straight away. How to pray. Keep it simple. Keep it honest. And keep it going very easy a child could do it but somehow we can find it quite hard in life i'd like to start with my first point keep it simple jesus at the beginning of the passage noticed his disciples asking about how to pray he saw jesus going away early in the morning late at night laughing crying Being with his Father, just having that stillness. And Jesus here, at the beginning of this passage on how to pray, really does say to us, the answer is keeping it simple. Jesus gives us the Lord's Prayer. And the Lord's Prayer is like a trellis you have in your garden, where it's like a rule, it's like a framework. And it's for our prayers to seep through and flower and bud as we pray. He tells us to keep it simple by keeping the prayer simple. We've prayed it many times and I look at the whole of this congregation and I think all of us here could recite it easily. But I want just to encourage you in this summer season, in this time of refocusing on prayer, What are we actually saying to God in the Lord's prayer? The first thing God asks, Jesus asks us to do is praise God. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And praise is hard because all of us here are always carrying something. There's never in our lives where we have everything perfect. We always have trials and blessings. And so Jesus challenges us in our prayer life, not to start with our list, even though it's so easy to do that, but to start with praise. And Jesus, I thank you, God, I thank you that you are my saviour in the good times and the bad. Then in this trellis, in this simplicity of prayer, God, Jesus encourages us to pray for heaven to come to earth to then pray for our daily bread. In other words, pray one day at a time. I was with somebody just this week, who said, I can't get to the end of the week. The pain is too much. And I said to them, pray just for the day. Especially, said, I can't even get to the end of the day. And I just said to them, just pray to the end of the hour keep your prayers short and simple god then through jesus tells us to forgive and that is so important and to ask for protection keep it simple you know i'd like to some some vicars may be uh, living on an in an ivory tower but i am hopefully have come to you in this last year as one that is living in the real world and I believe that as I pray every day for you for myself for the world God is encouraging me and encouraging us to be still in our prayers keep it simple be still as Rowan wi- um, Williams says at the ex-archbishop of Canterbury in this prayer we are really praying a vow uh, of incompleteness in other words God, I don't think I'm ever going to get everything perfect, but that's okay, because I'm keeping it simple. The inner critic that you may sometimes hear in yourself is not God. When you're still, you realise you start to hear God speak. For me, I spend a lot of time in prayer. I think these days you would expect a priest to be Doing stuff, doing, doing, doing. And in a way, there is that challenge, isn't there, in our lives, whether you're, you're the vicar of Holy Cross or whether you work or you've got grandchildren or, or you've got, you do so many things in the church, to keep on doing, doing, doing. And that is good, but you need a well to draw on. I had um, some news this week that came out of the blue like a bullet train hitting me, and uh, it's, it's perfectly fine now. But it was kind of a shock that um, a bit of personal news came my way um, about my, my family and so forth. It's, it's all fine now. But I remembered because I've kept it simple in my prayers, because I've been able to walk with God, I was able just to be still with God and say, God. I kind of need some encouragement now. That's how it is with God. He wants us to pray simple prayers. I want to just give you an encouragement from that. After praying that, I was waiting for God to speak back to me. And that is the simplicity of our prayers. It's not to get too complicated about, does God speak to us? How does he speak to us? Is he really going to enter into my lives? Jesus, through the beginning of the passage, is saying to us to keep it simple and expect. So how did God answer my prayer this week when I needed some encouragement? Well, first of all, in fact, all the way through it, it's coincidence after coincidence. So you could easily say to me afterwards, just a coincidence. But I see it as a God coincidence. The first coincidence that God was answering my prayer was when I went into John Lewis. I don't know if anyone goes into John Lewis in Newcastle. And I was sitting down and across the, the, uh, the table there was a picture of Mother Teresa. I thought, what on earth is Mother Teresa doing in John Lewis? And immediately God said to me, be inspired by people who walked before you. I thought, well, oh, that's just a coincidence. Maybe John Lewis is having a bit of a holy moment. I then had a phone call from my principal when I, was at holy Tri- um, when I was at Trinity College in Bristol, phoning me from America. Okay, I'm not going, by the way. But he said to me, "Dan, i found you a job in America. Can you believe this? It's just like what?" And I've I I got a job for your wife too, 18 months, come over. And I thought, that is just crazy. Obviously, um, thank you so much, but no, no. But he was encouraging me, saying, I can see you can do great things here. I thought, no, no, that's, that's fine. I thought, okay, God, that's enough encouragement. Sometimes when you ask God to answer your prayers, he answers, and then he answers in overflow. I was with a family yesterday, and um, they're getting their child christened and a godparent was getting christened. And the mum said to me, because I've had such a wonderful experience of coming to Holy Cross, because I felt so welcome and so loved, I too want to become a Christian. I too want to be baptized. And I felt, wow, God, such encouragement, such encouragement. And even this morning when I woke up, coming today, I just felt God give me a great vision for Holy Cross for the next year. When we keep it simple, when we use a trellis like the Lord's Prayer, when we have our routine where it's the morning, lunchtime, evening, or nighttime with God, God will speak through your pain, through your joys, through your confusions with abundance. Why? We heard it from Jesus Himself. Keep it simple. One of you may sing near the end of the. Um the talk. You should also add keep it short. But uh, sorry. (laughs) Keep it honest is the second point. Keep it honest in our prayers. I find the older I get, the more I become very polite with God. And and sometimes I am challenged from the passage like today, Jesus wants us to be honest. With our prayers. Really honest. There was a man, wasn't there? And he needed help. And he went to a friend. It was late. But he knew he'd go to his friend. But his friend was, uh, was asleep. Imagine if I went to um, Christopher's house and knocked at his door at midnight. He must sleep, thinking about music. I can't help him, But he knew that this friend would help. He had past history. He's helped him before. They've celebrated together. They've danced together. They've enjoyed life together. Just because it's midnight doesn't mean he can, he's going to stop asking. And this is what we've got to remember with our prayers. Is to keep it honest. We have a history with God. Every time I watch the open golf, it reminds me of 2008 when my ceiling fell through in my house. We just come back from holiday and the whole ceiling had fallen through and water was dripping everywhere. We couldn't stay in our house and I knew immediately I had to go to a friend, a friend, a lady called Sue McCormack. I was living over in Fordham at the time. And I said, we need to come because we've got nowhere to go. Jesus says to us as well, come to me with your burdens. Come to me like as a lady in the Bible called Hannah, who prayed, prayed rigorously for a son. Come with that passion. This week, I've been away in a Diocesan conference and I want to just emphasise something which really spoke so profoundly. was that Jesus sees you as his beloved. Not as a servant, not even just as a friend, but his beloved. When you pray, I want you to think of Jesus putting his hand on your shoulder. And saying, I hear your prayers. I love your passion. And so a question, two-thirds through this sermon about prayer. What are you really praying for? What do you really want to pray for, for yourself? What do you really want to pray for, for this church, for your family, your children, your grandchildren, for your health? What do you really want to pray? Because God really wants to hear those prayers. We have our Sunday, naturally our Sunday service, public prayers, and that's great. But God wants us to hear, hear our honest, private prayers. Maybe with tears, maybe with laughter, maybe with dancing. Keep it simple. And keep it honest. The final part on how to pray in the summer season is keep it going yeah keep it going very easy to start off isn't it on the Christian journey a bit like a a marathon everyone cheering you on but when it gets hard when we hit the wall when disappointment comes or or death or, or sadness comes our way it's very easy to walk away But Jesus says to us, whatever sphere of life we find ourselves in today, to keep it going. That's why at the end of the passage, Jesus says not once or twice, but seven times to keep it going. When you hear God speak once, we should look up twice. We really should underline what he's saying. But when he says something seven times, ask, seek, knock. Keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. Imagine your child. Would you give such a bad thing? No. I reflected this week about this. And I think we should not waste the pain that God gives us. What do I mean by that? I think God sometimes... I don't know why, but sometimes allows this pain to come into our lives, doesn't it? It comes in like a flood. But Henri Nguyen, who spent time with leprosy patients, he shared this piece of advice, not to waste your pain. Those who experience leprosy, the reason why they are disfigured is not because of a disease, generally, but because of their nervous system being shot. They would love to be able to feel pain so that when they feel something hot, or something sharp, they would know what to do. In this pain that you may experience from time to time, God is saying, "Keep on going with me. Don't give up. He is going to teach you something. He's going to be inspired. He's going to show His glory through your lives to help others. Other people will be inspired if you keep going. I was with um, Bishop Mark this week, Bishop Mark acting Bishop of Newcastle. He wasn't wearing his mitre and his uh, staff, or his cross. He wasn't even wearing a collar. He was wearing a, a mustard hoodie, jeans and very bright blue trainers. <laughs> and uh, we went for a walk. It's like uh, the, the end, end of year one of, uh, of my time here. And one of the things he kept saying to me was, keep going, keep on going. You would have seen me, I would never ever be able to become an MI5 agent. Um, halfway through, he, he just said some encouragement over my life. And I remember just breaking down in tears, thinking, oh, God asks us to have friends around you. May not be the bishop in a hoodie. Uh, I don't normally have that. But I do have friends around me that can encourage me. Now, I want to encourage you that over this next year in particular, the Thursdays, which we've had for different speakers, we're going to have spaces for encouragement to keep it going, whether it's reading the Bible or worship, whether it's in um, talking together. But one thing I know, as Spurgeon once said, the great famous Baptist preacher, he said, many people owe the grandeur of their lives to their tremendous difficulties. I just wanna say that one more time. Charles Spurgeon, Baptist preacher, many people owe the grandeur of their lives to their tremendous difficulties. So as I trundle off to Scotland and climb Ben Nevis, praying for you at the top, I can guarantee that, let us remember to keep it simple Keep it honest and keep it going. I'm going to end with a prayer by Henri Nguyen. Let us pray. O Lord, you know me more deeply and fully than I know myself. You love me with greater love than I can love myself. You even adore me and desire more than I can desire. For me, take my tired body, my confused mind, and my restless soul into your arms and give me rest simple, quiet rest. In Jesus' name, Amen. And so as we end, as we always do, let's just be still and say the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen.